Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We pastors. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Happy Thursday to you, February 22nd, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. DJ Walker, Nick Roush is out for the first segment, I think. We're running a little bit behind, but hopefully he should be joining us shortly. But he will be a part of the show today. Our producer that is always part of the show, and we're thankful for that, is Justin Kalen. And then it's Thursday Trivia Thursday, we've got Corey Price here as well. Trying, going from home, since uh, most of us probably didn't go to sleep before midnight last night. So early morning, we got a lot to talk about. Not happy, not in a great mood, a little cranky, but I'm sure Corey Price can cheer us up. Corey, how are you doing? Uh, I was doing uh, pretty good until uh, the last uh, 10, ten, ten minutes of the game. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll get get into it, but uh, it's kind of baffling how we lost that that uh, big lead. Yeah, yeah, it was. You sound great, by the way. So that's that's good to hear. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about it. We'll we'll talk all about it. We want to remind you about Thornton's. They won't let you down. They won't break your heart. Never. Not on, not on their agenda. All they want you to do is save money, get the best quality gasoline for the lowest price, and then just have a convenience store that is convenient, folks. They're putting the convenient back in convenience store. You go inside, you get what you need, breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, dinner sandwiches. They've got pre-made salads, wraps, you name it. Thornton's will have it. Check them out today and then text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A lot of people are going to have a lot to say today, understandably so, so I'm not, I'm not going to want to waste a lot of time heading on over there, but we're going to obviously have to give our own spiels of what the heck went down last night. But I want to know what went down in Casa de la Scooch. Scooch, how was your your Wednesday night before we get into it? Uh, I have definitely had better Wednesday nights. I'm I'm not happy either this morning, TJ. So, I mean, between Indiana playing completely incompetent basketball, the Cats not being able to pull one off, which makes for a downer of a Thursday show here on KRC. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy. Although I do, 
I do feel pretty good today. So that, there, there's that. But no, I I actually went to bed with about ten minutes left in the Kentucky game. So it sounds like I missed all the bad stuff. Although I don't, everything I had seen up until that point wasn't great either. So I don't know how it really could have gotten worse. Was not a good night for the local teams here in college basketball. Yeah, but obviously Kentucky's on a different level than the other two teams. The oh other two no, teams, no question. I'm not trying to say they're not. Yeah, but it, it's it's. Uh, disappointing to be lumped in with them and unfortunately that's where Kentucky's at you lost you lost the game you shouldn't have lost to quad two lost to a team that that you should absolutely beat you're up 15 in the second half in their home gym no ifs ands or buts about it you got to find a way to pull that one out beautiful weather yesterday put a damper on it that UK had to just go and and ruin the day but it was really nice. Hopefully you got out, was able to enjoy it. Corey, did you get to go outside and enjoy the beautiful weather yesterday? Yeah, during my uh, lunch break at work, uh, I took a few laps around my company's uh, parking lot. So, yeah. Wow. That's really getting out into Mother Nature. I bet you felt yeah. really in- intertwined. It was super, super scenic. It was it was gorgeous, mm-hmm. yes, of course. Good. I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Scooch, I'm guessing you didn't get around to getting any golf in. No, I decided to be responsible yesterday. I had to go home. I, I, I really needed to do some laundry, clean up the house a little bit. So I, that's what I decided to do. Although I'm sitting on my couch about 536 o'clock and I'm, the news comes on. I was, I was watching the uh, Champions League soccer game. And the news comes on after it, and Jay Cardosi comes up, and he's like, yeah, we hit 69 degrees today. And at that point, I'm like, man, really started regretting it. Like, I should have went golfing. That sounds awesome. So, no, no golf for me. It's all good. Uh, that's a bummer. Sorry you didn't get to, to do it. Uh, but there'll, there'll, there'll be other days. I, I don't think today's supposed to be bad by any means. It's going to rain. High 50. Oh, is it? Yeah. This that's afternoon and all did- night, it's going to rain. High 59. Uh, I, I had a, uh, a semi-annoying work story. It doesn't really make for a good story to tell on radio, but I, not getting to golf and having to work a bunch yesterday during that, ni- that nice weather, it was a good day to be driving all over. Like I said, yesterday I had to go to Hanover and then Smithfield and Turner Station and a bunch of different places in southern Indiana and other counties in, in Kentucky. And it was nice just to have the windows down and be rocking out some scoots on big exports radio. It's always fun to listen to scoots when the weather's a little bit better and you can have the windows down. But the, I normally like to do my work out on the road in the morning. Traffic isn't as bad. You're not dealing with schools. And I can get that part out. And then I can just be in the office for the rest of the day and, and get the work done there. This one person said, hey, uh, you're, we need, I need an appraisal. Please come out at this time. And it was 345, and it was about a 40-minute drive. Definitely not my preference on when I want to be doing those inspections. But again, nice weather day to be out driving around, be out in the field doing work, not, not, the, end of, not the end of the world. But I have some other, like I said, I have multiple inspections, so I'm scheduling it all up. And with the last one being at 345, I'm 
everything's kind of lined up around three and then 215 and stuff like that. So I get done with everything. Everything's going smoothly. I'm heading on over to that inspection. Turns out there's another one in the area that I'm able to schedule. So it's like, sweet, this is awesome. I'm already out here. This is this this worked out well. I'm thinking it's my day, Scoots. Get out to this last one. And the guy texts me when I'm five minutes away, which is, you know, it's about a 30 minute drive, 35 minute drive from my office. And from when I was where I was coming from, it was about a 30 minute drive. But regardless, text me when I'm five minutes away and he says, hey, can we push it back 15 minutes? I got a client call and I'm thinking to myself like, "Eh, where do you think I am? Like, do you think I'm just like pulled over on the side of the road just waiting for you? Like I'm on my way to you. Like we have a time scheduled appointment. And I've been trying to schedule this for two weeks, by the way. But this is the best that we could come up with. Whatever. So I get, so I'm like, well, no, I'm going to get there when I get there. But normally the things I need to do on the exterior takes about 15 minutes anyways. By the time I'm done with that, it'll probably be about four o'clock. And then I can come inside and do that part. And he says, that sounds good. I'll see you pulling up. I'll be in my studio. Chat then. So I get there and I'm kind of confused with how he left things. Because normally I'll go to the door and be like, hey, it's me. I'm here. I'm going to be doing a job now. And they'll say, okay, well, that's great. And you just introduce yourself so you know you're there. But I told him that I'd get started on the outside. He didn't say no to that. So I'm getting started on the outside, doing my pictures and all that fun stuff. I see a person inside the house. They are on the phone. They're just like in the kitchen on the phone. Um, We don't like wave at each other, but I'm walking around the house. I see them. They clearly see me. So I get done with the things I need to do outside. It's about four o'clock get back. uh, I I go to my car and I text the person. I say, all right, I'm done. So when you're ready to let me in, that's fine. Don't hear anything for 30 minutes. And I just leave because I got to go at that point. Because I had other stuff planned, had other stuff I needed to get to. Isn't that just a wild move? Did you ever call him? Well, yeah, I mean, I, well, no, not not a phone call. I didn't actually call. But there were like a string of four text messages being like, all right, I'm done with the outside. And then five minutes later, it was like, I, you know, I asked a question about one of their other, they had some sheds and outbuildings and stuff like that. So I just... Like kind of like a reminder, I just five minutes. I was like, and I'm curious exactly which property, which buildings belong to the property. And then five minutes later, I was like, hey, I understand things come up, but I do, you know, I will need to get going here in a little bit. Nothing. And then sent another one. And I was just like, hey, I, I get it. We'll have to reschedule, but I'm, I'm going to have to get on with the rest of my day. And I did. And I left. And after, after about 20 minutes of that, they texted they apologized. They said it was a client call. They couldn't ignore, and they were sorry. And uh, we, you know, they, they they will reschedule when it works for me. And they they felt bad about it, or at least like they seem like they felt bad about it. But that's a wild move to have an appointment with somebody, see them, and then just kind of ignore them. And a frustrating part about it too, Scoots, is I made it pretty clear. Like I don't need anybody to even be there. Like, I don't even need to talk to anybody. Just let me in and kind of let me do my let my let me do my thing. But yeah, so they'll they'll go back to the bottom of the line. Um, I won't be able to get to that one for a while now, unfortunately. But yeah, so that was that was frustrating. I should have maybe known it wasn't going to be our day. Not even close to more frustrating than what the UK basketball team put us through last night. Being up 15, allowing blinking, I mean almost literally blinking, and seeing that lead go from being up 15 to down five like how does that happen against that basketball team 
but it does. However, UK fights, they hang around. It's a weird kind of wonky game, but UK has Dillingham playing hero basketball, and it just unfortunately wasn't enough. Good defense there late, but a little bit of ball watching has the ball end up in an LSU player's hands just about two feet away from the basket. They throw it up. It goes in. They say no time left on the clock, probably 0.2 seconds left, but it, it would not have, have mattered. And that's the game. LSU rushes the floor. UK's chances of getting within a game of the SEC after Saturday are dashed, unfortunately. And now UK probably drops a seed line with last night. A lot of that goodwill you built up in the Auburn game, you just let it fall out of your hands, unfortunately. The good news is, one, we don't have to wait that long till the game. I hate the Wednesday games, but the nice thing is it's already Thursday. Tomorrow will be Friday, and then, boom, you get a chance against Alabama on Saturday. And if you beat Alabama, which I wouldn't, I think Kentucky will probably be favored in that game, if you beat Alabama, it really does erase the LSU loss. But it's just frustrating to have to do this. It's frustrating not to be able to have a winning streak. We thought this was going to be a really, really fun regular season. It's really been anything but. Now, I am not letting last night change my March expectations of what this team can do. But it was also another reminder that they can play some really bad basketball. They can have some mental lapses. They have to be reminded they have to fight. They have to be reminded they have to dive on the floor. And that stuff is frustrating, and that can end your season in a snap of a finger in March, just not having having a rebound. Go be at your feet and allow an LSU player to step in, grab it, kick it out to the perimeter, and knock down a three. Those are the things you still are having to deal with, and you're losing games because of it. And you'll see an adjustment for a game, and then they'll fall back into their ways. Those, those will get you beat, but – Seeing Dillingham just go nuclear, that can allow you to beat anybody. And UK did have the lead with about 0.4 seconds left, but couldn't finish it out. They lose to LSU last night, 75-74, to in, uh, in just a, a frustrating bad loss to a team that's not going to sniff the NCAA tournament. They're playing good basketball right now, but it wasn't even a great atmosphere even. And the worst part about all this, you two, is I wanted UK to win just so we could talk much more about the broadcast. That we wouldn't have to do grandiose UK basketball loses and this stinks and we're mad and we're frustrated, which is all true. I just really kind of wanted to rip on Jay Williams and David Pash for a little bit. And uh, we're still going to do that, obviously. Can't steal my joy, but... I wanted to spend more time on it. That was, quite frankly, the worst broadcast I've ever seen on ESPN. And I mean that literally. That was painful to listen to. And people are probably wondering, why didn't you sync up Leach and, and Goose? I thought about it, and I almost did. And that never really works out perfectly for me, so I'm sure that probably played a role in it as well, where I can never really get it totally synced up perfectly. But that, that's not, again, the end of the world. I don't mind the, the audio being a little off. But I just kind of came to a point where I was like, I kind of want to hear it. Everybody's anticipating it being terrible. Everybody's expecting it to be bad. Jay Williams has really been stepping in it lately. I, I want to I listen to what they've got to say. And it lived up to the hype of it being terrible. It was really, really, really bad. I mean, for the most part, for if we're talking game minutes, for like the first 30 minutes, 35 minutes, it was just boring. 
Jay Williams seemed like he wanted to be anywhere else in the world, seemed like he was being held hostage. And then they got into a semi-interesting Caitlin Clark follow-up that just allowed Jay Williams to make himself even seem more unlikable and more like a goober, which I'll detail here shortly. And then it turned into Pash being like, you're one of the top five players. I, I mean it. I can't name four other players. Yeah, right. Jay, there was probably five better players on the floor last night than Jay friggin' Williams. Get the hell out of here with that love fest that it turned into. But ultimately, just a, a, a not a very good broadcast. They didn't seem interested in the game, and then it ended up being a really, really good game, and they started to show a little bit of emotion. They got things wrong consistently. Uh, it was a foul. I don't know who they called the foul on. We're still waiting for them to come tell us who the foul on. Well, maybe they, you're waiting because it wasn't a foul at all, you dweebs, and it was an out-of-bounds play, and they're just going to throw the ball on out-of-bounds, and everybody on TV can seem to figure it out, except you two who have monitors and people talking in your heads, and you're very close to the game game getting able to see it Uh, it was a terrible broadcast i wanted to have a lot more fun with that but uk lost so we're not allowed to unfortunately yeah it was pretty painful i so funny story we were watching gil and i were watching the game before uk i can't remember who it was at this point i watched a lot of basketball last night but he goes he realizes as that broadcast is signing off that jay billis is on the call and he looks at me and he's like, oh, hell yeah, I know Jay Billis for the Kentucky game. We don't have to hear about the ice cream or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then it transitions to the Kentucky game and Jay Williams pops up. And I'm like, oh, but you get Jay Williams. I looked at him. I was like, I think you'd rather have Jay Billis. And he was like, yeah, I agree. And then just proceeded. To, yeah, it was it was so bad. Painful to listen to. The whole thing, the one thing that really got under my skin was when he got into the whole John Calipari spiel. And he said, Calipari's one of the best to ever do it. And then he goes into his, but he hasn't won that many championships, literally saying the exact opposite of his take against Caitlin Clark. It just really frustrated me. Well, Cal has won a championship, though. So that's what Jay would probably say, is that he's won a championship. But that's not what he said. Like, he went into this whole thing about Cal, and it's like everything he said was the exact opposite of what he said uh, about Caitlin Clark drove me nuts the Caitlin Clark stuff was really interesting because he walked it back quietly while still being defensive and blaming other people it is hilarious to me how many people feel like they're taken out of context when they say something that people have an issue with or the masses disagree with and they'll say oh no no no, it's taken out of context it's funny it's the same people it seems like in life Jay Williams being one of them who are constantly taken out of context. Oh, gosh, you're twisting that around. It actually, you're only taking a little five-second clip of a three-minute spiel. No, we heard you, Jay. Everybody heard you. There was a reason why you were universally crushed with that take. It was because it was terrible. Now, we said on roll call, I was like, you know what? At least he explained it out. His reasoning is she doesn't have a national championship. She, she can only be so great because of that, or not great, according to him. And I was like, I totally disagree with it. It's terrible logic, but at least he has, he, he's explaining it out, and uh, you just had to disagree with it. But then he embarrasses himself last night. He says, yeah, well, you only took a little clip, and you didn't hear the whole thing. No, we heard the whole thing. It was a terrible point. It, we heard the whole thing. It was just that bad. Uh, nobody was taking it out of context. And then he quietly slips in. He says, and maybe you misspoke and, and, and saying instead of saying greatest, you say great. It's like, oh, 
Well, why didn't you just say that? Why not just right off the jump say, oh my gosh, you all, she is a great player. I don't know how I can compare her to Steph and all those people and not say she's great. She is obviously great. I'm just not saying she's the greatest of all time because she doesn't have a championship. In which case, most people would probably say, okay, you know, I, I disagree. I do think she's the greatest of all time. Or, no, she is in the conversation, but maybe not number one. I agree with Jay. That's all you had to do. Instead, he plays the defensive angle. I was taken out of context. I maybe, I maybe happened to misspeak when I was talking about uh, a generational talent not being, quote-unquote, great. Um, but again, we can't even have fun with this because Kentucky lost the basketball game again, Corey, and I'm sad about it. Yeah, uh, Pash, uh, time seems semi-enjoyable uh, when he's with Walton. Uh, last night was not the case. And I guess I'm kind of okay with them uh, bringing up the whole Clark thing, but it felt like it went on for like five to ten minutes and is a little stretched out. Uh, uh, it went on, yeah, it went on forever. Pash just wouldn't let it go, which I was actually yeah. kind of okay with. Uh, but honestly, I would rather them do that than talk about the game because when they were talking about the game, I was also getting frustrated. So it did go on forever, though. And Pash would not drop it. And you could tell Jay was like, please, just shut up. Uh, which understandably so because it gave an opportunity for Jay to sound dumber somehow, which he did. Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, Jay didn't sound too enthused to be there. Uh, he's kind of sound like me, very, uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like, I mean, I know he's not supposed to be like a homer or anything, but show some excitement for some plays. He just, I don't know, didn't seem to care. Did you just say he sounded yeah, like it, you? Yeah, I mean, you know, just very uh, <laughs> soft. Well, you can put a little pep in your voice, Corey. I mean, I, I could, yes, but Corey, let's hear a little broadcast voice. Scooch does it on his play-by-plays. I, I do it on radio, really. I do every probably every morning a little bit. I don't think this voice is really all that churched up, but it's probably a little bit different than a normal voice. And I definitely churched it up even more when calling Louisville City games. So let's hear Corey Price's broadcast voice. Uh, this would be my my. No, favorite. no, we got to do better than that. Hello, everybody! It's Trivia Thursday with Corey P. Uh, no, no, no. Do it, Corey. <laughs> it's Trivia Thursday, everybody. Welcome in. It's your big dog, CP. Yeah, not 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 my style. Trivia Thursday with Corey P. <laughs> That's that's closer, yeah. It's okay. Closer. All right. Well, we can work on that. We'll get by to the, it here in the next segment. By the way, I want to bring up – I want to jump ahead in the text line. There's a texter that said, uh, Roush thought Corey was bad at the mail game. You should have seen him cheering on this game. Worked up. Oh, a, a, text, a text into the Thornton's text line from inside the house potentially. Yeah. I mean, there were some plays where I was not, not happy, but, I mean, I, I assume that's – most, if not all, of the fan base last night. So, Corey, do you have a a, a pet or a, a pillow that's texting into the show? That was a late game last night, Corey Price. <laughs> yeah, it was my uh, my uh, blanket actually texting. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, I was worked up too. I was 
animated. I really wanted Kentucky to win that game just because I know the talking points were just going to be so freaking different just based on one point. And that's that's sports. That's what we set ourselves up for. It's understandable. If Kentucky wins that game and Dillingham's last second shot is the last shot, he's the man. He's going to be ready for a huge March run. He's got onions and stones and everything. In Kentucky, it was an ugly game, but they found a way to win on the road, and that's all that matters. And it's still set up for blah, 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 blah. Instead, you lose, and it's doom and gloom, and it's terrible. So I really, really wanted UK to win. When that last shot went in, I like fell to my knees. I was like, no, please, no. And I was like, all right, it's all right. You can get up. Life life will go on. You've got a Dash Clips postgame show to do, buddy. You need to buckle in. And I did, and we had fun, and it was therapeutic, and people were able to vent, and people were upset. And Nick Roush, probably the most upset on the Dash Clips KRC postgame show. He came in with a spicy take, really hot. I just – I was really upset last night. I, I just – you weren't going to be a great seed anyways, unless you got really, really, really hot, which we probably shouldn't have assumed. This team hasn't had a three-game winning streak in conference play. you got to go back to Illinois State game and then the first two games of the SEC to go back to the last time this team had won three in a row. So you're going to be coming out of a seed line you don't want to be at anyways. So whatever. Last night doesn't it doesn't kill you. Um, this team can still do a lot of damage and they still do a lot of really silly things that they shouldn't be doing this late into a season. So I guess ultimately I'm probably not as ticked off as a lot of other people. And maybe there's an indictment there. Maybe there's a take there about why aren't you more mad? I get really mad about losses and there will be games this year. I probably get frustrated about, but weird way to lose frustrating way to lose. They shoot 13 more free throws than you do. I'm not building in excuses. UK still absolutely a hundred percent has to find a way to come out of that game with a win. When you're up 15 points on the road, there's plenty to be critical about Cal him. The post-game press conference is a bad look for him. I like Cal. I'm a fan of Cal, but I'd say that even about somebody who I'm totally not a fan about. That's a terrible look. You, you can't pump your chest on Saturday and then just a few days later, go and take three questions and say, I got to get out of here because of an early game on Saturday. It's Wednesday. The game's on Saturday. You get paid $9 million. You can answer questions. It's okay. Like, they're not, the questions aren't going to hurt you. If anything, people are going to respect you for hearing things, for hearing things, for hearing well thought out explanations on certain deals. But he takes three questions. And to be fair, this is something I always like to do when you have this talking point. Well, were there more questions to be to be had? Did, did journalists have more questions? Because sometimes you'll hear about like a coach did the opening press conference and, and then left afterwards. Well, nobody raised their hand and asked questions. The, the guy can't stay up there and beg people to ask questions. The journalists have to do their part. Nobody did. So the coach or the player left. You'll get those from time to time. This was not one of those situations. Cal had a room full of people wanting to ask questions. He takes three questions and he bounces. That's a bad look. And he's going to get crushed for that. And even as a Cal fan, I can't really defend him there because you can't do the Saturday thing when things are going well and then put the tail between the legs when things aren't going well after another loss you shouldn't have taken. And Kentucky basketball is above all these annoying, stupid losses. You had a position to win last night. If you beat Alabama on Saturday, took care of home court, you're game out of first place in the SEC with four to go. For as up and down and roller coaster as this season has been, that was on the table if you just find a way to win the game last night. 
I think that's probably my big grandiose take if I have one is that special teams find ways to to win games. They close out. It's the hardest thing to do in sports is to find a way to go win a game. And this team is on the other end of that far too frequently for my liking and for my idea that that in March you're going to have close games. This team finds a way to lose those close games. Plenty of time to change. You know, last night wasn't a season ender, but in a month it will be a season ender. You have another month to continue to build on this thing. I think it could be good. I think defense was really, really good in the first half. And then it broke down a little bit in the second half. And again, I really didn't like the whistle. Not blaming that for the loss, but it didn't help anything. But you had five straight good defensive halves from this UK basketball team. That is a step in the right direction. There is some signs of growth with this team. But the toughness, the physicality, the doing the little things, we're all so, so sick of having to talk about it, deal with it, and uh, we're, we're sick of it. Um, let me try to get to just a couple grab-and-go texters here on the Thornton's text line if I can, and then we'll take a break, try, try to come back and get some trivia. Accidentally clicked on three of them, by the way. That's all right, buddy. Uh, trivia Thursday, how many times did Big Z touch the ball on offense last night? A, zero, B, nada, C, goose eggs, D, pass the ball to the Croatian sensation. Um, I'll, I'll go with D. That was kind of annoying. So he gets in the game. He doesn't really do much. I think Kentucky scores. I think Kentucky's playing well when he's in the game. LSU calls a timeout because things are getting a little hairy. And you know during that timeout, Mac McMahon was saying, hey, he's going to foul. They call fouls on this dude every time. Go throw it to him. We're in the bonus. We'll get some free throws out of it. And that's exactly what they did. And they called a foul on Big Z when he's not doing anything. He just let the guy live. Free Big Z and stop calling stupid fouls on him. And then there was a, a time where he was just wide open on the perimeter, and I think it was Reed just didn't get him the ball. Um, but, yeah, Big Z, I thought, you know, for very, 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 very limited times, not even um, recording over one minute, uh, I thought he, he did okay. A big issue people have, though, in all seriousness, is how much Uganda did play. 36 minutes. I know Roush was really against uh, his contributions, but – Seven points, 11 rebounds, only two blocks. You know, I, yeah, you could have afforded to take him out a little bit more, but that's where you really miss Trey Mitchell. And then you can have Trey and Adu play the four and the five, and that could have been really, really beneficial. And for as, ever, as mad as everybody is, and understandably so, this team is still not healthy, and they've still only played one game at full strength. All right, we need to take our commercial break. We'll talk more about this game. We'll get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're going to sprinkle in some trivia, hopefully to cheer us up on your Thursday. Nick Roush has joined us. Hey, Roush. Just wave hello. He's still getting, he's still getting all, right. all set up. We'll be back. There he is. Kentucky football on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and trivia czar Corey Mee. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh no! We suck again! Searching for you in the cold Kentucky rain. 
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Trivia Thursday with Corey Price here on the Big X. We appreciate you tuned in, listening in. We're not happy this morning. Nick Roush, have you cooled off over the last seven hours or so since we last spoke? Well, I could fall asleep, so that worked out. But, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. My overall concerns still aren't there, and I do think it was just another bad Cal game, Um, you know. Yeah, I don't really blame Cal as much yesterday. I mean, like, overall, just stop losing. That falls on the coach. Like, you got to find ways to win these games, and you're losing them, and they're frustrating. But, like, I I don't blame Cal, really, for, like, the last sequence. Uh, John on the Dash Clips postgame show, he was really mad. UK didn't just wait for the last shot, even being down one. Yeah, I don't I, – I, I didn't believe that by that. I've seen other people say have that opinion as well. I, I get that. It's just not my – it's not my forte, not the way I like to do things. So I didn't blame UK not doing it, and it worked. You just need to get another stop. But, yeah, we, we can get into the Cal stuff. But I'm glad you were able to go to sleep. Uh, I, I, it did probably take me like an additional probably 30 minutes of just like, Ugh. Tossing and turning. Yeah, that that happens after losses, especially at the buzzer. Um, My greater overall concern, like, you know, some of the decision making, that was fine. But my greatest overall concern is that everybody just stood around and watched Rob Dillingham play basketball for the last 10 minutes. And while that was great and Rob was awesome, uh, living by the Rob and dying by the law is a dangerous proposition. Um, And as great as Aaron Harrison was, and hitting shots at times, as great as Brandon Knight was at doing the same. That wasn't always the case. I mean, there was the Princeton game. That was Brandon Knight's first two points. I believe in a couple of those Harrison games in 14, he didn't have a particularly great game, but he just was clutched down the stretch. Um, I just I don't like being so one-dimensional late. Now, that being said, like, as important as it is having Trey Mitchell back, it's even equally more important just that DJ Wagner gets his head out of his rear and gets back to playing pre-injury DJ. You know, like not not having a point guard, that really hurts. So Yeah. The, no, he, 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 he was pretty bad. Yeah. And that's a rarity when he's pretty bad. I get what you're saying. I just – I can't do it. I can't get behind it when it worked. Like – the, the let Rob go to town offense, I get that that's dangerous and you're playing with fire there a little bit, but just look at the baskets in the second half. Made layup by Dillingham. Made three-pointer by Dillingham. Free throws by Reeves. Free throws by Dillingham. Layup by Dillingham. Layup by Thierro. Layup by Dillingham. Three-pointer by Dillingham. Three, free throws by Dillingham. Layup by Dillingham. Those are all, I mean, that goes back to Here's like the 13-minute mark in the – in the second half. I mean, other, other, and trust me, there were some other people shooting shots in that stretch too, but there's a reason why only one person is being the maid and is getting the bold on the play by play. It's because other people were missing. Yeah. Yeah. It, but then you go like, and I, I ultimately is probably the right move, but like Kentucky had numbers in the ball with like 40 ish seconds. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I hated that. Instead, they're standing around looking, where's Rob? Like, that's, no, on, no, no. that's on Reed Shepard, though. That's on Reed Shepard. Or, or, you know, could be on the coaches where they were. They told him. But, like, Antonio Reeves is going down the, the lane. Not the lane, but he's going down the court. He's got an avenue. He's going to be wide open on the perimeter where he could shoot that or he could take it to the rim if you want to. And Reed just pulls up and it looks so confused, looks so scared. Like, do I need to call a timeout? Do I need to set this up? 
be a, you have got to be aggressive in that spot. You're down one point with 40 seconds left. You can score. You can do a two for one theoretically. You could score and then have LSU come down and 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 miss a shot and you get the ball back and all that stuff or make a shot and you still have plenty of time because they couldn't. You know, whatever. Um, yeah, I didn't like I didn't like Reed's decision there. Maybe that's on coaching. Maybe it's on Reed. But yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's Corey. Let, let's do some trivia. Yeah, that's a good idea, TJ, because I'm I'm frustrated and it's just it's it, it wears us out, Corey. So let's get our brains going. So maybe our takes will be more clear and concise. All right. Well, uh, we are playing the uh, Tide Saturday. Uh, with with this one though, all the answers are a number. So you just have to guess a number. Ooh, numbers. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So first off, what are the most points scored by a Kentucky player against Alabama at Rupp Arena in the John Calipari era? Thirty-one. Man, that's a great guess, TJ. Because I felt like Kellen Grady really went off uh, in that game a couple years back. I'm going to guess twenty-seven. A little bit lower. Scoots. Scoots have have a guess. Uh, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go like 36. Uh, it's Roush, both in player and – well, he's close by the points. It was Grady in 2022 with 25 points. Mm. Oh. Very close. Nice. Good job, Roush. Hey. There you go. Is, it, is that enough for the music? Can we even play the music? Uh, mm. I'm going to forego the music it. today. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. A lot of people love the music. Yeah, no, I understand that. But when we're at home logistically, it just it's not going to work out. I mean, you could push the button. What's going to happen? You could sing, Scoots. Can you sing? When the devil come trying to get me, gonna praise the Lord. Yeah, that 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 works. We'll do that after every made after every correct one after every made basket. All right, Corey, what's next? In miles, what is the straight line distance from Rupp Arena to Coleman Coliseum? Oh, I like so as the bird would fly, as they say. Correct, or crow would fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's see here okay um so let's let's do a little teamwork here um Louisville to Birmingham is about a five-hour drive about 350 miles give or take um I think that's correct Am no that's here? bad math that would be 300 miles if it takes five hours it'd be 300 miles if you're going 60 mile an hour. I mean, thanks, Scoots. I, I think I think around 400 and change, because Tuscaloosa is about 50 miles south of Birmingham. Lexington's a little bit farther. 381, so, Corey P. 409. 368. Oh, I thought it was way too much. I uh, Scoots, 375.64 miles. When the devil come trying to get me, gonna <laughs> praise the Lord. That was a pretty pretty good guess, Scoots. Thanks. What did uh, I say? Did I say 381? Yeah, you, TJ was closer. It was. I, uh, right? Didn't you say 381? I said 381. And what was the no. number? 375.64. Oh, yeah, you would have got me by one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, wow. Somebody sorry. can go back and listen to the uh, audio to see if all that is accurate or not. But I, I'll, I'll take the victory. I don't want I don't want Scoots well, getting too high and proud. 
we'll do the goaltending rule and we'll decide at the break if we have to take back Scoots' point. Yeah. Two, two reviews this break. We've got two reviews, as we heard before they went to the TV timeout for the dumbest rule in sports. And secondly, just maybe be better at your jobs and realize that Duthie Arrow did not goaltend that ball. And So bad. It was so not, even close. not even not close. Even close. Not even close. All right, Corey, that was a fun one. Scoots, uh, good, good guesses between the two of us. Yep. What is the current combined age of John Calipari and Nate Oates? Mm. Calipari sixty three, right? I think we I think we have that well established, or at least it, that seems right. Oates is probably forty eight. I'm gonna go with one oh one. I was thinking forty seven, which excuse you just did your math wrong. Right? Oh yeah. One eleven. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say one ten. <laughs> I'll say one oh four. Five, just in case. Uh, but what, what do we got here? Scoots again. It's uh, 114 years. Oh, well, scoots again, maybe. Let's just take it easy with that. But. When the devil comes go. trying to get me, going to praise the Lord. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Was the combined point total that UK scored in their 10-game win streak against Alabama between 2014 and 2018? Wait, ten game win streak. People forget that Kentucky did just knock Alabama out of the SEC tournament every year for forever. People remember the uh, goofy face Alabama fan who would make the big fat heads of his goofy face, and he'd always make that face in the student section. Does that ring a bell for anybody? It, it rings a bell. It rings a bell. He'd like make it bad for radio, but he'd make like a face like this, like, and then so he and then like they'd always show him on TV, and he looked really mad and angry. So then he got a big jumbo head of him making that face yeah i saw him at two straight sec tournaments it was like hey it's alabama face guy over there and we even got a picture with him it was good times uh good times all right how many times the total points uk scored in that 10 game win streak correct yes okay um 821 oh i'm gonna guess seven no 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 yeah 797 I'll go a little lower, 786. Scoots again, 748. Come on. Scoots is on streak right here. He really well, isn't. I mean, if I'm going to win all of them, I just can't sing every time, you know? Well, okay, not all of them. But uh, what do we got next? What is the combined official attendance for UK's previous nine home games against Alabama in the John Calipari era? One hundred eighty thousand one hundred. Two hundred and seven thousand. Uh, I'll meet him in the middle. One ninety-two. I think uh, Roch is closer this time. One hundred eighty-six thousand seven hundred and fifty-seven. Hey, Ooh. okay. Let's go. Way to go, Roch. Yeah, second scoots. How about that one? <laughs> All right, last one. What is the combined number of points and rebounds that Oscar Shibway had in his three career games against Alabama? Gazunta. <laughs> uh, 60 and 40. Oh, okay. Okay, I see what you're doing there. I'm going to go uh, 112 total. Wait, so do I need a total number or do I need a points yeah. and a rebounds? A, a- Combined number of points and, and rebounds. Okay. Um, 
and Scoots went 112. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go lower, 93. It was only 70. What? Oh, there you go, Roush. Yeah. Because if you remember that, uh, I, I I didn't remember this, but as Corey's saying that now, Bidiaco just killed him in that one game down at Alabama. Was that last year? Yeah, last year, year just the blowout loss. That was a real wow. bad one. That was beatdown City USA. There was a point in that game where it was like, Kentucky may lose this game by 40 points. That was one of those you're just like, can we can we just not like, – let's just act like this didn't happen. Do that was game. during the stretch where it was like, man, they, they really may not make the tournament if this keeps going this way. And they turned it around. And they figured it out. We thought UK had done that on Saturday against Auburn for this year. I'm not – you shouldn't have worries about the tournament. The only way Kentucky – if Kentucky beats Vandy and Arkansas, they're in the tournament. They could lose to Mississippi State. They could lose to Alabama. They could lose to Tennessee. That's three. They could lose in the SEC tournament. That could be four. The only way you're not getting in is if you lose those four and then you throw in probably both of Arkansas and Vandy. One of them, I wouldn't want to tempt that and just see where you're at. But if you win both those games, you're locked in. Not that we should be having that conversation. But just for what it's worth, if somebody's like, they're probably not going to make the tournament. Not true. It's not true. All right, go ahead, Corey. That was, that was actually my uh, last question. So <laughs> I nailed it. It wasn't uh, wow. a very opinionated answer, but I'm glad it was like an essay form, but I'm happy that I got it. Bravo, TJ, bravo. But are you really out of questions? Yes, I am. Hmm. Are you going to the game Saturday, Corey? Uh, no, I'm not, sadly. Uh, Do you really want to rub in what your male Bulldogs did to the sales? <laughs> I mean, I could. Sure, of course. <laughs> are you disappointed Roush didn't sit with you for the whole game? <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, he's happy that Roush didn't sit with him. <laughs> I'm happy. It's, 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 yeah. it's not that big of a deal. I'm no Roush knows many people so yeah he's so, not that popular Corey, we're getting a uh peek into your life by you uh google meeting into this chat today um i need i'd like to know more about your collection of things on the coffee table are those bobbleheads are those little it's like, uh, toys? It's like a it's like a peanuts christmas singing collection i don't know how you so, so you're it. still in the holiday season i love it being festive <laughs> yeah it just hasn't hasn't been moved i have uh still it, have it, a santa it, claus that's sitting on yeah. the couch on the front porch where it's just like i just forget about it until i walk outside and it's 60 degrees and i'm like santa come on dude go back downstairs just want to stay there until next uh, christmas uh, who knows well, we'll we've see. got all of our St. Patrick's Day decorations up in the house. Got to wait till March to put the Easter stuff up, though. Early Easter, just putting down the Valentine's Day stuff and putting up Easter stuff. It didn't. It didn't seem right. So we're gonna wait till the start of March. I love that you uh, you do actually have decorations for all of those, though, because that is. I I don't know if I've ever had a Valentine's decoration, or I guess my mom had one Easter wreath and like one. Uh, St. Patrick's Day one that said Aaron Go Bra, but yeah, we don't. I don't. I don't think we have any anything. I have a St. Patrick's Day T-shirt from Bucky's. You don't have any of your kids like cute little paintings, doing clovers and rainbows and fun things like that. You don't put that stuff up around the house. Uh, you know. Do you think if you loved your kids more, you'd have some of that stuff up around the house? Uh, maybe. Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We hour one's done. Corey, thank you. Uh, you provide some fun trivia. 
during these dark days of Kentucky basketball losing poopy games to LSU. So have a good week. We'll talk to you next Thursday. See you later, buddy. Thanks again, guys, as always. Hour number two, KRC rolls along after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Thanks again to Corey Price for Corey Price Trivia. Always great getting to hear from him. Always great getting to put on Shady Rays when the weather is as sunny and beautiful as it was yesterday. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code BIGX for 40% off. Spring right around the corner. Days like yesterday make you really feel it. You're going to need a new pair of sunglasses. Start. You've been maybe, maybe you've been working out this winter. You've stuck to your New Year's resolutions. You can't wait for pool season and for some new Shady Rays sunglasses. Um, I've been working out, definitely haven't been eating well, but I still am going to enjoy eating poorly in my Shady Ray sunglasses. Big Exports Radio for 40% off. They've got polarized sunglasses, but they don't, and they look like the designer brands, but they don't carry that designer price at Shady Ray's. Check them out today. We got a lot of text to get to. We've got a lot to talk about. Wherever you want to go, Roush, is fine by me. I think, um, I think the move is to go to the text line because they'll probably bring up some stuff that uh, we need to touch on. Uh, the U of L fan text in says, "How about those Tigers?" I guess you weren't talking about the Auburn Tigers on Monday, just the LSU Tigers last night. Let's take a little break from the Tigers. A texter, John says, "Good morning, everyone. Hey, Justin, you may have given us the Indiana jinx. I believe you said the Cats would take that L by one yesterday. He did." Yeah, he, did, he did. He, he picked LSU by one point. Oh man, that's not Could've a made victory. A lot of money that. That's not a victory lap. I'm trying to take though. No worries, J.K. Justin. It just took a little longer to fall asleep last night after that crazy, disappointing game. I could not sleep. I had to jump in the shower in my midnight just to wind down. Do you all have a technique that helps you wind down after something like that goes down? Well, got to go. Talk to you later. I definitely wouldn't do the shower. That yeah. that would probably get me more going than it I'm, would calm down. I'm that way too, TJ. Like my wife's a big take a hot shower before she goes to bed. It showers wake me up. They don't make me sleepy. So yeah, um, I just breathing, breathe, doing some like breathing exercises that usually will help me fall asleep. But I, I also was just like, ah, this one's gonna bother me tonight, and it did. It did, unfortunately. But a good thing to do is breathe back down into your lungs. For four seconds, you do the inhale. Four seconds, you hold it. Four seconds, you exhale. And then just be mindful of that. And uh, that helps me, at least. Yeah, I just have to watch some like sitcom that's mindless to like have my brain occupied by that while my body turns off. So it worked. Oh, that's so you, tur- you turned on a replay of the Louisville game then. That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I noticed, <laughs> noticed many laugh tracks, though. <laughs> um, I do love that even 
Like when you've lost Rick Bozich, you've lost. What? You've lost everybody. Rick Bozich said in his season of bad losses, this one's the worst. So, yeah, not looking great for for Kenny. Oh, I don't know. When you lost to a Division two team for the second year in a row, that one was pretty bad too. Or if only we had some idea. If only we had some idea, Rick Bozich, that maybe Kenny Payne wasn't a good coach. DePaul, them firing their coach after beating you, that that was pretty bad as well. I will say, shout out to – I lost money. I, I bet the over. I thought, U of, I thought U of L would score more than 50 points. That's pathetic. But shout out to Rutherford. He was like, you probably would want to take the, the Braden Shrewsbury over points. People just score against us. So I even teased it up to like 20, and he had 23. So shout out to Rutherford, and shout out to Nick Roush, who's going to be – Hosting for Rutherford today. Good, you get to talk about that UK-LSU game for another three hours. Yep, um, we get to talk about the Louisville loss. We can talk about the Indiana loss. Um, Scoots, I might do a Spears and just say, well, spring training starting. Pitchers and catchers. Oh, by the way, uh, UL baseball lost another game. Forget about if Dan McDonald can win the big one. Can he just win any one? Can he, can he win any game? Many people uh, are asking. They're 0-3, they're Scoots. That is not good. Who'd they even play? Wasn't it like, no, you all played Moorhead. They Who'd, played Xavier, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, that's right. Okay. So that's at least a respectable loss. Did I mean, they even beat St. Xavier? I don't think so. People are asking. <laughs> I don't think they could. Not the program Coach Porta's got churning and burning over there on popular level. But Sam Porta? Wow. He does it all. He really does. Yeah, I... Um, Wish Kentucky would have won that game last night. A texter, grab and go texter on the Thornton's text line, but make sure you're listening to Roush today at 3 to 6 on Big X. And I'll be filling in for Rutherford on Tuesday. A texter says, not sure how Calipari has any supporters anymore. I can never remember a time where fans are less interested in UK basketball than they are now. The only coach in America at any level that refuses to start two of his three best players. College basketball is meant for its best players to play 36 plus minutes. And Reed and Rob, yeah, I'm on my job, are on the bench for the first three to five minutes a game. I love that you threw in the Reed and Rob on my job bit. And then said Big Z had a plus minus of nine in two minutes. Yeah. Uh, Those stats can be misleading, but that was when Kentucky made their run at the end of the half. And it's like, yeah. Can we not like try that? Yeah. He he played played three minutes. Yeah. He did have a plus minus of nine. Um, The only, it was the highest on the team. The only one that came close was Reeves. It was at plus seven. And he had a, he had a pretty, he had the zero stat line. Who is that? The, Snell stat line. Uh, he had one foul though, but plus nine. The, the plus minuses don't lie, Rosh. They never lie. You know that. Um, but I, I'll say this: whether or not the Cal supporter numbers, they're, they're certainly not growing. Texter, you're you're right about that. But people are still very much interested in UK basketball. We we had the most people on the post game show last night. The text line is having quite the day this morning. People are still interested about Kentucky basketball. We're just sick of losing. But I think the this is a, a little bit of a different animal this year because I think the fans really really like the team. Yes, but they're, they're just they're, not winning enough. Yeah, they're they're frustrated with some of the things that they do. But it's an incredibly likable group. They're really fun to watch. They're entertaining when they're clicking. And we just, I think everybody's just frustrated that it's not better. And you got to have the summer season. 
But of course, Cal would mention that they haven't been healthy, which is true, but at, who cares? Even if you're not healthy, you still probably have three first rounders out there. You need to find a way to secure a 15 point lead against LSU. So Texter, agree with you on some points, disagree that people aren't interested. They are. People are going to say that they're not, but Everybody's going to be tuned in, locked in for that Alabama game on Saturday. And if Kentucky wins, we're going to be very excited and happy about that. Um, and rightfully so. That'll be a, if you beat the, the first place team in the SEC, that's, that'll be a really good thing. You just couldn't afford last night, unfortunately. Another Thornton's grab and go texter. I think this is the last one, and then we'll just get okay. to the normal text line. That lob just had to be absolutely perfect. We would be saying so many different things had that not have been thrown so well. It's just annoying how many times the ball never seems to bounce our way at the end. Yeah, and even when Kentucky, there's a stretch where LSU is scoring and kind of not extending their lead, but like a two to three point buffer zone game there during that stretch in the second half where it just seemed like it was like broken plays for LSU, some bad luck for Kentucky and it lead to some goober hitting a three for LSU or, or just uh, the, the ball getting tipped around deflected right to an LSU player for a layup. Uh, I, I also felt like that. And then normally when that stuff's going on, that tells me like, oh boy, it's just not going to be Kentucky's night. You, you, there's enough signs to know this is just going to be a heartbreak. But then Kentucky kept doing things on the other end where I was like, but on the flip side, maybe this is a special performance. Maybe something special is happening. And you got a little bit of all of it last night. There was something special happening with Dillingham. He was on fire. He's a special player. That was fun to watch. Um, but unfortunately, those little signs of the making of an upset, making of a murderer, making of an upset, you saw those come to fruition where it was just like every little freaking thing that could go the other way did. But but the first half, every little thing that could go Kentucky's way did. You know, I, the, uh, it was one of the few times that um, – I remember the announcing team actually saying something worthwhile where uh, Kentucky was getting the 50-50 balls in the first half. And instead, they were just on like an eight-minute drought. Maybe that goes back to, hey, this would be this would be a nice time to have Trey Mitchell to help the scoring drought because you feel like he could get you a couple buckets there. Um, but they had a five-minute scoring drought there right before they went on that last run before um, the end of the first half. And then they did another six-minute one when LSU quickly erased a 15-point lead. That 15-point lead, it was gone in the blink of an eye. Um, Cal really didn't have much of an explanation for it um, after the the game, but he also didn't speak very much after the game. And uh, he's probably going to get crushed for it today, and rightfully so, because he did his victory lap uh, the week prior uh, after winning at Auburn and talked a little smack. And then he took two questions, spoke for three minutes last night in his press conference, and said, "You know, we got to get on a plane out of here because we got an early game Saturday. Um, so uh, I got to go." And a, a really, yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't do that. Um, just not a good look for an adult to do that. I, I will say this though, and this is a conversation maybe the basketball bennies have. Dillingham is horrible defensively, and a lot of the major big issues UK has can be traced back to him in, in one capacity or another. Uh, don't this isn't we're having you know we we love Dillingham. He's so electric. He's as entertaining of a player to watch. But a serious discussion needs to be had about that because 
what he can give you so much offensively, and it's fun to watch. But in that big stretch, Roush to end the first half, he he wasn't in. Uh, you know, you look at who was scoring. It was Shepard. It was Reeves. It was Shepard. It was Reeves. And then you had Edwards make that three, which was nice. But um, Dillingham got he got subbed out in that final three minutes, and Kentucky takes a tied game, and they go into the halftime, and they're up nine. And then in the second half, uh, when Dillingham does come into the game, Kentucky has a 13-point lead. And, uh, well, you know, five minutes later, it's gone. Um, it, it's gone. And Dillingham got he, – he was only in there for about two minutes of that stretch, but uh, they, they made up some ground in that stretch. Um, so you got to have a conversation about that. He, he is a, a, an issue and a liability on the defensive end. He still just goes wondering. He still gets lost. He can put some teammates in bad positions because they have to cover his ass when he's just kind of doing his own thing. But you have to have that guy on the floor from an offensive standpoint. So I think it's totally all right to bring this back on to Cal and just why is Dillingham not at least a competent enough defender to just be out there. And we talked about the OTE yesterday. Uh, it's a good league, but I wouldn't say defense is probably one of their founding principles for what they're going to teach their guys. And Dillingham, unfortunately, just hasn't, in my opinion, taken the necessary strides. But Roush, for as good as he was yesterday for the people that care about this stuff, uh, he, he didn't have a very good plus-minus in that game. He actually had the worst at minus nine. Which is why my, it goes back to my other point. Like It's, it's dangerous to live and die with Rob Dillingham. I'm very worried about that because. But I, you're just, you, I, I agree with you. You're just bringing it up at the wrong time, though, because he saved you offensively. Like you had to have him. But, def, but you're right. If like no, he's not, if he's not scoring, you can't play him. But and, and that's kind of like what happened in the first half. And and that's, I just, I'm, I'm shocked we're in a situation where Kentucky had two players really do all of it on offense. Reeves did it in the first half. Rob did it in the second half. And that's really it. Like how, how. How? <laughs> because is you're right about Rob's defense not being great, but I was the, the offense was the bigger issue last night. I mean, they scored 74 points, and how many of those just were big shots down the stretch, right? Like it, it felt like they should have been up by a lot more than what they were at times. Is those long scoring droughts? And the biggest thing, period, which I did agree with one sentiment that John Calipari said, and Myron Medcalf he tweeted it out too. There's this um, – when this team just they, – they stack up mistakes so quickly. It just – it's like it's the snowball, one leads to seven. Can you make it only like two? Can you – the empty possessions offensively, um, they, they just – when bad things happen, they did a great job of it last week of putting the, the cork in the dam, putting the chewing gum in the leak and stopping it, nipping it in the bud after only one or two. You get like a big shot from Reeves to keep the Auburn crowd out of it, right? They couldn't do that last night. They let this thing roll out of control way too quickly, and it, it just it's just shocking that this team can be so good and then so bad. <laughs> it's shocking. And, and that's discipline. I mean, that's coaching. Even if it's not coach – like even if you're like, well, he can't be out there. He can't force the guys to do that. He can only tell them so much. You're, you're the captain of the ship. If your crew's not listening to you, not doing the right things, when your ship is sinking, you can't say, they weren't listening to me. I mean, you can, but it's not going to matter. It's not going to save you from getting wet. 
and they're just they they can be unbelievable and that's what's frustrating and compelling and intriguing and interesting is that they can be they can look truly like one of the best teams in the country for some stretch and like the way Dillingham scores that way that is just not a nor- that, that's just not normal and yeah. then yeah. And then, like, you know, we were talking about after – I thought they may use Dillingham as a decoy on that last play and, and, and then kick it – you could kick it out to a, a, a 50% three-point shooter or an SEC player of the year candidate and Reeves or Shepard in that. Like, it can be a really, really hard team to guard. But we're all – like, we've known that. We've known all this since November, and we just haven't seen steps taken forward to the capacity where it's leading to wins. Uh, again, I think defense is getting better. I, I do think steps are being made, but not enough to to save you from a bad loss last night, and that's frustrating because you're running out of time. You're not there yet. Keep making these steps, and eventually just find a way to get on the right end of the scoreboard in these close games, but you are. You're running out of time, and I just I, I feel like UK should be past where they were last night. But there's going to be a lot of overreaction there is with the wins, there is with the losses. It does happen, but this team can do damage. I wouldn't give up on them just yet. If you want to, that's fine, but but I, I don't think I would. Uh, all right, let's start at the text line. Those are the grab-and-go textures. Where are we at? Um, who do you, we'll who do you think will line. be the – oh, no, okay, yeah, go ahead. This time last year, everyone thought Kansas was going back-to-back. That's a good point. Good point. <laughs> Yeah, it's easier. Uh, that's just kind of that can sometimes happen when you have a national champion that's good the following season. Is you've seen it before. You've seen those players do it. You've seen some of those guys do it at least. So you can vision them doing it again. And everybody's doing that with UConn right now. But they are really good. They're pretty complete. They've got offense. They've got good interior. They defend really well. They're well coached, even if their coach is a maniac. They're I, I get everybody jumping on the I can't really say the UConn bandwagon, but all the repeat talk I can see. Um, we didn't, Scoots, maybe we can do the day late radio on it. Did not understand people mad at Dan Hurley. Like, Dan Hurley, it's it's the Chris Rock bit on the Tiger. Like, well, of course, the Tiger ate the Tiger. The Tiger was being a Tiger. Dan Hurley's yelling at fans. Oh, I, I can't believe it. This is shocking. What? We, yeah, you shouldn't – I mean, you shouldn't tell a fan you're going to knock him out. That's a dumb thing to do. Yeah, but also, like, I don't know. That That's me thinking that cell phones make us all suck because I'm sure Kay has screamed at people. I've heard stories about Patino screaming at fans. Yeah, and okay. Them, and you know, like, it's dumb, it was dumb for them to do that. It was dumb for Rick Patino to, to flip off fans. Scream. I want my coaches to scream at fans. I, that, that there we go. I like when they go back and forth. Now we don't need them throwing golf balls at Lane Kiffin, but I like I like that. It's good for the sport. And that's all, and if you like it, that's cool too. I just if I'm getting paid that much money to coach a sport, I'm gonna let people yell at me, and I'm not gonna like it. I'm I'm gonna try to avoid that, but I'm I'm not going to try to fight people in the stands that are saying mean things to me because my team lost a basketball game. I would hope a little bit more maturity would go into that. I love that Doster was like, he's a fiery guy. I, we've all probably heard they, we've all probably wanted to do that in his shoes before. Uh, Never been in his shoes. Dude. I mean, yeah. And also, yeah, like if you just don't say, I'll knock you out, like maybe just say F you, they would be much funnier. But yeah, I, I'm. What I'm, about just a good, healthy suck it? Yeah, that could, that could work too. It would work out great. 
Um, but yeah, a big, a big old suck it to UConn and Dan Hurley, regardless. Danny Hurley uh, can't fight. Case, he would have got knocked yeah. out by the Creighton fam. Yeah, hot take. He's the one getting knocked out. Okay, hot take. Hot take. Uh, ours did, and we had drinks there. My now two-year-old loved it in the Fiano statue. He can sit on Cincinnati Zoo is legit now, and they're updating. Definitely check out the Ant Bug House. Yeah, you missed one, but they said uh, I, I stayed at the graduate last year. They have a nice wow. restaurant bar at the hotel, and I had responded back and I said, "Oh, I hope the baby monitor can make it up that far." And he said, "Ours did." And I brought uh, that up. I brought that up to the wife, like excitedly, like like, "Hey, a texter texted in, and they said that they stayed there and they liked it." And the one that we stayed at in Oxford for the UK Ole Miss game, it had a bar. It had a, it had a rooftop bar. It was a pretty cool little setup they had up there. But like it's a nice, you know, it's kind of a semi nice hotel. So I figured they would have something like that. But I texted her and I was like, "Yeah, texter said that the baby monitor made it up to the bar," and she just responds back. She's like, "Not ours. Ours stinks." I was just like, "Okay, first off, we don't know. All right, we don't know if it stinks or doesn't stink. We don't know if it's going to make it or not make it. But can we just be excited that maybe while our kid peacefully sleeps and you're pregnant, that I can go to the hotel bar and enjoy myself? Is that all right?" Of course, I'm saying that semi-facetiously, but it was nice of you to let me know that the hotel was great, and I can't wait to see if our baby monitor can make it to the bar. That's why uh, you got to get the the Wi-Fi ones are good and bad. Like sometimes they can be finicky because of Wi-Fi, but that's where the Wi-Fi one comes in clutch. Like if you just have service, you're good. I've never tested this out, but I've always I've always had this theory that like I could do I could take the wife's phone set it up to film the baby monitor and do a FaceTime and then have that on me and boom, that's your baby monitor. Like, you, you, you know, would it be like perfect on sound and stuff like that? No. But could it get the job done yeah. while you step, you know, where you, while you need to go somewhere for why you need to do that frequently? Hopefully you wouldn't be. But in a pinch, Roush, that makes sense to me. I've never done it before, but it, it, it makes sense to me. My, my mom was talking about what, like we were talking about various favorite vacations and one of hers was rooms close enough to the pool slash bar area where, <laughs> where when, when the kids were sleeping, they could still hang out and have a few drinks. So there you go. Uh, great, great advice from the texture. Uh, I enjoyed your all's G league NBA talk today says one texture. It's always been wild to me how the NBA doesn't embrace college. Even their fans look down on college ball. We can all live in harmony with one another. Uh, Cause I feel like college football and NFL do that. Why can't why can't college there there granted there is a much more stark contrast in styles of play between NBA and college than NFL and college, but still there is I, I don't understand. Maybe it's maybe it's just like more of a uh big big city market versus small townish market thing as well. Maybe that plays a part in it. Yeah, I, I think that like NBA fans, I mean, most of them, too, are wearing oversized jerseys and flat bills. And they, they, NBA, you can have them, all right? You, you can you can keep them. But I, I think they're just je- – you're just jealous. They know that they've got the highest level basketball and they've got the best players in their sport, but their atmospheres just stink. I mean, there's like European rec leagues that have better atmospheres than an NBA game does, and especially college basketball. And last night's LSU game, that was another bad thing. It's like it wasn't even that great of an atmosphere. No, like you know, like it wasn't. And maybe that was maybe that was UK's issue. Maybe if it was a better atmosphere, they would have been a little bit more locked in. But 
you have a nine point lead at halftime and you didn't even play that great. And that was the that was frustrating too. Just another thing, and we'll get back to the text line. But in that first half where they were having that stretch, you know, the game starts out UK scoring, LSU scoring. There's a nice pace to the game, and then Kentucky goes cold. But during that cold stretch, it was just missed layups, missed dunks. How are these shots not going in? Missed wide open shots from shooters that we like taking those shots, and they're just not going in. And it was almost a more acceptable lull where what can you do, right? You're doing everything right. They were going in earlier. Now they're not going in. And then Roush in the second half, my issue with the lull was they weren't good shots or they were turnovers or it was so much one and done, which is, you know, you had to give credit to LSU for that. But it was just one shot, sometimes contested. It, lull, you know, lulls and bad stretches and droughts, they can be different. They can look different. In the first half, I wasn't okay with it. You still need to get the ball in the basket, but they were doing things the right way. In the yeah. second half, they were getting a little frazzled. They were falling into the style of play LSU was more comfortable with, and they were getting a little flustered, and it showed. Now, eventually, Rob was able to just say, hey, I'm going to take over and let me do my thing, and that worked, and thankfully he did. Otherwise, UK is not getting into that game. But these shre- – like, you, you, I, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not the head coach, but that's – Boom. That's where it is right there. Forget about everything that happened late. If you don't have that stretch, maybe you're up eight. Maybe maybe you boom them, if you will, and you're up by 10, and you're able to play differently the rest of the game. Because LSU wasn't pulling away. They weren't, they weren't putting, you know, they weren't reinventing basketball on the offensive end on the other side of the court. You had your chances. That's where the game's won and lost. It's not always at the end. It's not always with, well, I would have done that or I would have called a timeout here. It's these stretches where it's just bad basketball, and everybody knows it, and everybody can see it. And they don't play that way for the majority of the game. But Roush, even that little stretch or a couple little stretches, that's all it takes with this well, team. You 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 ready for the culprit of what was wrong in that stretch? Yes. Kentucky made thirteen layups. Kentucky missed eleven layups. Like they they're layups finished. So you go. Just take your damn time. He, he he threw two just like straight up into the air that went straight down because he was just in a, in a hurry. He was all panicky. Just finish or dunk it or something. I don't. Yeah, he, 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 yeah. he was bad last night. Yeah, but there was at least three opportunities with him, and you know some of those were going to be difficult contested shots, and you're looking to draw a foul. Um, but man, you finish some of those. It's just it looks like a completely different game. And get the get your bleep together to having Edwards and Thierro and Ugo all fighting and pointing fingers at each other after another blown assignment. That's a bad look. That shows that if I'm an opposing team and I see the the other team yelling and fighting with each other, gosh, you love that. That that makes you feel like you're really tapping in and about ready to break through on something. And thankfully for Kentucky, they they it didn't that wasn't the end they were able to have some better moments but the yelling and the finger pointing from the players that is just coaching it falls back to coaching and again people are probably yelling he can't help it if they do that stuff yes he can like get everybody on the same page how often this defense looks confused in a basic man-to-man defense is horrible it's not something that should be happening in late february with kentucky basketball this isn't this isn't D two. 
my, my question here, TJ, because you, you're right, and we spent a lot of time talking about the defense, and we were excited about last week's defensive performance. Five but, straight good halves. Okay. Well, here here's something to consider. Kentucky hasn't scored more than 75 points in those three games. They had scored 85-plus in all but two games going back to Penn in December. Can they not? Like, this is like Kentucky football where you're doing the, all right, well, we're going to get one thing better, and then we're going to start sucking at the other thing. Can they not still play offense and also play defense? Like, what? Why? What? what, what, what I'm, well, you're – that's going to change on Saturday. Kentucky's going to get over 75 points on Saturday. I, I will t- take that one to the bank, baby. That's going to be a high-scoring one. Yeah, in a perfect perfect world, I would like for Kentucky to just blow a team out and the defense do a good job and then the offense. But you you can't – unfortunately, like that's – you can't really have it both ways. It's almost like a magnet where you just can't force it here. Um, if you want – if you're going to play these – if you're going to let the other team kind of dictate tempo and style, this team is getting better in the half court defensively. It's nice to see, but you're just not going to score as many points if you're going to accept that. And there was times I wanted them to just push the issue yesterday against LSU, go to the rim, force up some shots, have everybody go crash to the glass, try to speed them up. If you give up something on the other end, so be it, but see if you can get this to run a little bit. And Kentucky wasn't, but even with not doing that, they are learning different ways to play. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, they found a way against Ole Miss to win that way and Auburn that way. You're so close to doing it last night against LSU. But if you're going to play that fast-paced tempo, then the other team's going to get more possessions too. And the other team's probably going to get more offensive rebounds and more second-chance points as well. So you just – you, I mean, I'm waiting for this team to just blow – the doors off somebody. I I was hoping that that would happen. Maybe it'll be the Arkansas or the Vanderbilt game. Maybe it'll be Alabama on Saturday. Wouldn't that be cool if it were? But they just they can't. They're not good enough defensively to play a fast pace, a lot of possessions to get a lot of stops. And then if they're going to play slow, well, then they're not going to put up a ton of points. So you, we haven't been able to have it both ways just yet, Roush. No, no. Maybe that does solve the problem is. Going faster, forcing the issue, um, but and then you, and then you'll get up more points, and then but you know maybe that's maybe that's what this team needs. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll try to figure it out. We need to get to our final break, but first, I want to remind you to stop in at Salsaritas today because nothing will make you happier after a bad loss than a belly full of guacamole and wildly addictive chips. They are the best chips in town. If you haven't tried them, seriously, they're light, they're crunchy, great for nachos. So do do the Roush special. Just get the get the chips on the side with the nachos. I like this spicy salsa, the hot salsa. It's not too spicy. It's full of flavor. Scoots is scared of it. He's a little chicken. You can get their chicken. Their chicken's great. So is their beef. Everything at Salsa Doritas is freshly made. The salsa is outstanding. You're gonna love it when you stop in at either one of their two locations. They got one in Middletown and one on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews. Salsaritas, it's simply the best. You're the best. We're going to get back to the Thornton's text line when we return for one final segment here on Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio. Don't take her, she's all I've got. Please don't take her love away from me. I'm begging you, friend. Don't take her, she's all I've 
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Everybody freeze. Everybody down on the ground. Well, which is it, young feller? You want I should freeze or get down on the ground? I mean to say, if I freeze, I can't rightly drop. And if I drop, I'm going to be in motion. You see? Shut up! Okay, then. When you get the blues, come on, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll feeling. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, replay of the show, 9 to 11. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. All right, during that commercial break, finally nice to get some answers here because all morning my AT&T phone has said SOS on it. And I've been like, what the heck is up with that? And I, I restarted my phone, and I connected to the Wi-Fi and disconnected, and I've tried all the different things that I could think to try. But you, but just, I, you, you saw the internet, and it said I, that you don't have service. Uh, yeah. There are uh, uh, probably millions of Americans right now that don't have service. Maybe even yourself. There's outages with AT&T, Cricket, Verizon, T-Mobile. Something is up everybody something's up and i'm not telling you to panic because that wouldn't be a responsible thing to do on live radio but just keep your eye out i'll say that keep a watchful eye on something going on i will keep a watchful eye on the thornton sex line too do you all sir are your all's phones all good i got just a couple bars i'm good but yeah i got one bar right now oh i want to hear you spit some bars go ahead Earth is my planet. (laughs) Who do you all think will be the next coach of the Louisville Cardinals? Uh, Jerome Tang is my guess. That's a good guess. That's who I think it's gonna. That's who I think it's gonna be. Because he's 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 probably not their best option, but he also is their most likely option. Um, Just because he wants to get out, he won't be much. So yeah, that makes sense. TJ, out of all the challenge seasons, which final do you think was the toughest and most difficult to compete complete? Obviously, I didn't watch last night. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. The uh, the snow one, the snow mountain one, I remember that being brutal. But they all start to run together at a certain point. Uh, the ones where you don't get to sleep, those are always pretty tough. But haven't watched last night. But I, I hope it's good because this has been the worst season I can ever remember. Berna is a trash competitor, and the fact that she made it this far is mind blowing. Good to know. Yeah, but uh, she ro- she she rolls up her shorts for all the challenges. Dee Williams is genuinely awful at his job. I know it's kind of the thing right now to hate on him, but seriously, he's an awful a- a- analyst. I think Scoots does more game prep than Jay. Like, oh, there's no was, doubt about that. That's that, a that fact. was the part that was really disappointing. Is it's just like I'm listening to Dave Pash talk, and he's getting no help at all. And I know Dave Pash; he's a busy guy. He does NBA as well, but he is at least well-versed enough in the numbers in the recent games where like, he could have a conversation about the different players. Jay just – it's it's so obvious he doesn't do his homework, Scoots. It's it's pretty sad and disappointing. Yeah, I, I can't stand listening to him. And one guy who was really good last night, and he's been in studio for a long time, but Tom Crean was back on the sidelines last night. He was the, the color guy for the Louisville game. I was. I thought he does. He does a fantastic job with with color duties. The only issue yeah. I had with that broadcast was the fact that Tom Crean's mic was so much lower 
than the play-by-play guy. So that really kind of bothered me. But all in all, I thought the content was really good from Tom Crean. I'm shocked. Uh, don't say this. I'm not trying to like be mean because I agree with the texter. It's just it's popular to kind of like hate on Jay Williams after the Caitlin Clark. But I'm shocked ESPN would put him on a main ESPN broadcast. He sounded bored. He was not prepared. Just didn't bring much to the table whatsoever. Yeah, it wasn't an amazing atmosphere at LSU, but it was a close and pretty exciting game featuring a bunch of NBA players. You can bring the juice for that one. You're on ESPN, and if you can't, then you shouldn't be. He just seems, I think, Roush, to just want to like be in the Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless. Yes. I just want to have takes, and I don't want to have to really bat. Like, just let me have my takes, darn it, and don't make me have to like do actual work. And then when he has to do actual work, he just doesn't care, and it shows. So not doing it to pile on, but he is not good. He's just not good. Um, you mentioned uh, mic volume, Scoots. I briefly just wanted to mention that Kroger Field is getting seven million in upgrades, and they're uh, starting with lights and uh, what was it? the ribbon boards. People were very mad online that they haven't fixed the sound. And TJ, you would know better than me. I can't like in the press box. I, so I only hear pregame. Um, is the sound that bad? So it, it in my experience, it's based on kind of where you're sitting, and there's some spots where it's just totally dreadful, and then there's other people at Kroger Field who hear people complain about the sound systems, and they're like, "What? What? They're what's wrong with them? Like, there's something wrong with the sound systems?" So it's strictly geography based in the stadium. Where I was at, I never like. Where did I ever think, "Hey, that's a really crisp, good sound system"? No but also never had any major issues with it. But there are some people that are just living in hell based on where their seats are with the sound system. And yeah, if you're UK, you probably should fix that, I would think. But this is just, I'm sure UK is going to do the cool light feature. And uh, this, is just, be awesome. this yeah. is just Mitch Barnhart being cool. behind the curve, late to the game, per so usual. Here's the thing, though, TJ. I've heard from somebody who has talked to people, and apparently UK... That was something that they've addressed, but something about the way the stadium's built that they can't get anybody to figure out how to fix the sound. That's just, I, I trust that, this guy and who he's talking to, but I also just don't know how sound works that that could even be like, I don't, what do you mean you can't fix it? Like, how, just more speakers. I don't know. Like, I, so that I'm confused by it, but I will take his word that UK at least efforted to fix it, but they just can't. They don't know how they can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always something, you know, like the, the concourses at Rupp arena are what they are. There's only so much we can do with the renovations. The the floor, it's going to take a million years to make a new one. Oh, here's a new one. There's dead spot. It's just always something in the athletic program, the sound system. And I saw a message board poster that had inside information that was saying something similar to what you just said, Roush, Uh, the sound system. It's just, it's, it's like the clown picture at Jim's parents' house in the office. It's, it's, part of the infrastructure you can't do anything about it if you want to try to take out the sound system you're gonna have to demolish the stadium bs it's a sound system you're a football program that rakes in 51 million dollars a year from your conference figure it out get bluetooth speakers on everybody's seats for pete's sake again it doesn't really impact me so i'm not as passionate about it but it's just mitch barnhart's a lame duck i don't know how much more we need how much more evidence we need it's 
just one thing after another, and then it's just everything's so reactionary. Okay, everybody else is having the cool lights. Well, shucks, it's not going to hurt the family atmosphere. I'll go get the cool lights. Uh, well, at least the lights will be fun. Um, you know what else is fun is more of your text on the Thorns text line. Reeves relocates so well to be in the right spot to get shots off. It's so fun to watch. Roush thought Corey was bad at the mail game. You should seriously see him watching this game tonight, as we read. That's wild. <laughs> uh, amazing how Kentucky didn't shoot a free throw until two minutes into the second half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is what it is. The UK is never going to shoot more free throws than the opposing team. That's just a reality. A texter says, up 15 in the second half, and we're going to lose. Awful loss. LSU's horrible. Cats just keep shooting themselves in the foot. Up 16. Get cute. Do too much. Awful loss. Yeah, I, I, I can't reiterate enough to just that is a bad LSU team. Like, they're not – I know they're, they, they're playing well in the last two games, but they were two of their last ten, right? They had two wins. Like, they're not, they're not very good. Also, what the hell did Jordan Wright do? in uh, second life to make this deal with the devil. He's won three games in a row against UK. Two of them on shots at the buzzer. What the hell? Flat, effing inexcusable. Up 15 and lose. So tired of poopy seemingly seemingly to consistently happen. Um, Texture says, no fouls on LSU first half and starting second with a ref show and two ticky-tack calls on Reeves. It's wild. Also, Dilly is unplayable tonight to this point. Refs imposing their will second half. Anytime we bump them, it's a foul. Every out of bounds is theirs. And they've had five fouls for 10 minutes. And now just to, you know, we don't need the running thread during the game. And now just to cost us a fast break on an incompetent call on the Adu block for another goal 10. Take back the Dilly slander. Crazy what two <laughs> ghost fouls did to Reeves on our offense in the second half. SEC, baby. Get everyone's best shot and the refs in their corner every game. That's Yeah, but that's not, that's not the refs' fault. That's Cal's fault. You're, you've played college basketball for five years. You can't play with three fouls. Like, play with three fouls. I don't. Did he? Let me check real quick. I think he ended the game with three fouls. Uh, yeah, he ended the game with three fouls. He committed zero more fouls. Just leave him in the damn game, Cal. Let him play through it. And he played 33 minutes too. It's not like he was out for that long. Uh, Cal sat him for a couple minutes and then put him back in. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The three people over 30 minutes, um, I don't really have any – well, maybe it's more than three people. Let's see. Adu definitely deserved over 30 minutes. Reeves definitely over 30 minutes. You got to know. There you go. There's yeah. the outlier. That, yeah. yeah. that's. And then Dillingham, 23 points in 22 minutes. But it, it's – people are going to mention that. 23 points in 22 minutes. You all, he is a big issue defensively. And Kentucky – they made their big run without Dillingham in. Yes, he was the life raft there in the second half, but there's more to the story than the minutes, just for what it's worth. Maybe it should be more than 22. I don't totally disagree with that, but we there is another side to all that. Yeah, and he, he missed four shots in the first. He was one of five in the first half. Um, he also – I it looks cool. The one-hand baseball pass. I hold my breath every time he does that. Does he need to do that for the first five? Like, like you're standing from here to there. We don't need a baseball pass, Rob. Come on. Um, I would just say, old man, he he knows what he's doing. I know, but there was a turnover because of that last night. Like, that's just an unnecessary turnover if you just pass it like a normal human. I don't – Yeah. For whatever reason, when he gets up ahead in transition, 
if he doesn't take it all the way and he tries to like reverse out of it, something bad happens. It's it's a very bizarre situation. Um, I this don't team is, get... This team is still not good in transition. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they can be good, but they can also it's just that high ceiling low four deal. Um, but we should one thing that also sucked about that loss, TJ, not only not being able to just say, wow, thanks to Rob Dillingham, but also missing out a chance to thanks for a dude the arrow because he had a steal and a block shot on the final two defensive possessions of the game. Like that that was gonna be his moment as well. Um where he came up and he made the big plays they needed to defensively down the stretch. It's just somebody wasn't there to crowd the ball. And uh, that sucks. That sucks for him. Because he 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 wasn't a great – like it wasn't a perfect game for him to do. But like I think he'll take eight points, four blocks, two seals, and nine rebounds and two assists every single night from him. Like that's a that's a hell of an adult the arrow stat line. He'll still make some mistakes and get lost a little bit and be out of position and – but yeah, he 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 is uh, an important player to the operation. And if you're not getting it out of Ugo, and once Trey gets back, Trey and Adu, that can work. It can be fun. Yeah. I'd like seeing it. Um, but if Ugo's having a good game, you know he'll deserve minutes as well. I have trouble understanding what DJ does well offensively on a consistent basis. That ankle must still be banged up. Well, he can kind of set the pace a lot of times, but it, it was just an all-around bad DJ game yesterday. I pulled the number since he came back. 3.75 points, two assists, two turnovers. Um, no double-figure scoring games in the last four since he got back. So, like, I don't, I don't know if he's not healthy enough. I don't know if he can't get into a rhythm. But he felt it felt very herky-jerky for him trying to get something going at all, and he just couldn't. Couldn't get it going. It's amazing how many incredible performance we absolutely waste. Seems like more of a red flag than we want to admit, possibly. Yeah, that's the just you don't really know how the story ends, but that definitely could be the talking point is that, oh, we we knew that we, we knew that. But on the flip side of it, you just hope that they're getting closer and that they can eventually flip it and turn it and make the winning plays because you right now we are frustrated, but it doesn't end your season in a month. It'll end your season. So you just you you can't afford it right now for as much as we really feel like you can't afford it. You 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 can. It's amazing how many are uh, this team knows how to keep a person in check. Can't get too high, can't get too low. No kidding. Yeah, seriously. There uh, you go, you. Roush. You happy now? No, I'm not. I don't know what I should be happy about, but I'm not happy. That was a uh, it was a picture. It was a picture of his uh, bet for S for Kentucky to win the SEC. Oh, well, yeah, it's over now, unfortunately. That stinks. Final Four, Cal has to go voluntarily or involuntarily. Cats haven't been to a Final Four since 15 with more talent than anyone in the nation. He has had plenty of chances. Time's up. Final Four, it's time to change. And, that, and I, I think there's another text in here that says, like, TJ, what would you, uh, what, what do you think about the coaching stuff? I kind of want to read it verbatim. But a question for TJ, if we lose in the opening weekend, will you be pro getting rid of Cal? So to address this, let, let's say that this team doesn't do much in March. It's a dis, it's another disappointing March. I'll be totally on board with a new head coach. I don't know if I'm going to vocally, loudly call for it. Yeah, because people don't understand, too. Us calling for people's jobs does nothing inherently. Like, it, it can only hurt you. It, there's, you really get nothing out of it. Uh, well, and not that we get anything from UK anyways and never will, and that's okay too. I, I wouldn't do it any other – like I'm not going to 
play a little butt slapper to try to get interviews. And I'm not going to be mean because I don't. I'm just going to tell you all how I feel about certain situations. And I've been this way for probably a, a few seasons where if UK got a new coach, like I would be – I, there'd be parts of Cal that I'd miss and, you know, appreciative for everything that he's done, but like new coaches are, are fun. They're exciting. Yeah. It's something new. It's a shot in the arm. It's it'd be good for the radio show. Coaching search be good for the radio show. I don't really care about it so much from that aspect, but it, like that there's things to be excited about if Kentucky were to get a new coach. Um, but if this year is another underwhelming, disappointing March, I'll be ready for something new just because we've done the transfers. We've done the star freshmen He's no spring chicken. A, a more united, fun fan base is a lot more fun than civil wars within the fan base. And not that I'm saying that you just have to throw the guy out at that point, but I'd be willing and ready for something new. I just I don't think you're going to see me ever getting like hostile or negative or nasty uh, towards Cal because he doesn't deserve that stuff. So I don't think I'd ever do that, but I would be ready for, for something new. Yeah, that's where I'd be at. Yeah, um, I also think the only person I've ever said is going to get fired is Skangarella, because like, you just you, you're like, like I said, there's not much you can get out of it because just being the guy who wants everybody fired is not constructive. Like it just does it doesn't do anything. You don't want to be the no. person that call cross fire. Uh, and but I do hopefully think there, hopefully there's a big run and we don't have to worry about that. I have a feeling we're going to end up in some weird in between that just leaves everybody conflicted. Like I'll lead it. You know, but that's, bad, uh, like a that's big loss in the eight, where they they string together three good wins and then they come out and just lay an absolute egg in the lead eight, lose by twenty five points, and then we're like, well, they whatever's most eight, yeah, but they lost by a lot, and you know, it'll 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 be tough. It'll, it'll whatever's be most gray area, complicated, messy is exactly. what exactly is going to happen. So yeah, no, you're you're spot on about that. I do think this team's got a lot more fun moments in them. I I, yeah. I think they've got more fun wins in them. They're a likable group. That's never been the issue with this team. Uh, they do things that are frustrating. But the fan base, I think, knows how special it can be. We're just so ready for it to be that. And you got a little taste of it on Saturday, and then you get slapped with reality on Wednesday. And it does, at the end of the day, the head coach is in charge. We need, desperately, desperately need March results. And you haven't had them in far too long. And if he can't get it done, you got to find as much as we, as much as I like the dude personally, you got to find somebody in that's going to get results. And and I hope we don't have to have that conversation, but we will if we have to. But you still get a whole March to figure that stuff out. It ain't over just yet, everybody. Uh, Texter says I have trouble oh, understanding. Um, oh yeah, it is a long. We are there. Oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great losing lineup in the second half, fellas. Guys getting abused. Let's let's leave them in. See how they do. Two seven footers who aren't playing D or rebounding. Uh, he says, this is my, from my best friend. I feel the same. Used to love UK basketball. Still watch every game, but damn it, it's not fun anymore. More surprised now when we beat a good team instead of expecting it. Never feel like a lead is safe and have no faith whatsoever that if something isn't working, we can make an adjustment to fix it in game. Wouldn't spend a penny to go to the SEC or NCAA tournament either and used to feel like a bucket list type of thing. It sucks so bad to say that, but I pretty much have lost any desire to get too involved anymore. So when do we get to criticize a coach? That way, great at first, but lose his, lost his edge the last few years. You can criticize him. Plenty of people are criticizing him. Don't yeah. tell it. Like, yes, you can You can say and do everybody's it. Critic, everybody's criticizing Everybody's been criticizing him for many, time. many, many years. Um, yeah. Even in, in, in the best of the best of times, when there would be a tournament loss, people would lose their minds. And the thing I would just tell you and tell your friend is that, like, you know, if, if, if you're fans of Kentucky basketball, but you've grown fatigue, 
it, then he's not going to be the coach forever, whether that's in a year or whatnot. So I, the only thing I can say is that like you, someday it'll be, you'll, you'll come back, I guess. Um, but I, don't, I just, I don't know. Not me. I, I'm still having fun. I was pumped for the game yesterday. I hated that it was a nine o'clock one, but I couldn't wait for to get to it. And uh, uh, it just ended up unfortunate, but I, you'll get that love back. Maybe with this team, not impossible. All right, we're out of time. Roush will be on at 3 o'clock today, so listen we to almost, him. We almost did the whole text line. Yeah, and there's plenty more to discuss outside of this game. So a lot of sports topics happening yesterday. Scoots and I, well, we got this, Scoots. We got it. I'll be tuned in. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalem. Come on in. Yeah, we know how to work and we know how to play. We're from the country and we like it that way. 